Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. During the whole, I started with Matt Seidel going, I'm not afraid of Samoa Joe. When Samoa Joe popped up and went, man, that Matt Seidel, he is proof of what happens when you put ambition before common sense. <laughs> Sheesh. Also, hello, my friends. My name is Simon Miller, and welcome to Ups and Downs for Ring of Honor, and goodbye. Now, I know everybody's up in arms about this, but yes, this will be the last Ups and Downs for ROH, and it's nothing bad. We're just having a little bit of a shuffle here so we can give you the content that you actually want to be able to watch and engage with. But I still tell you, you should continue to watch Ring of Honor in your own personal time. There are so many good wrestlers on there who you are going to see improve, you are going to see progress, and then one day they will be a world champion. You can say, hot damn, I watched them grow. I feel like a proud parent. And that makes you weird. Sometimes I'm wrong with being weird. Sometimes you definitely shouldn't be weird. How do we get here? Let's up those downs. We need to go straight into that Ring of Honor TV title match too. It's a little bit silly because Samoa Joe has a massive match in 24 hours on AEW Collision. He was never going to lose. Joe spent most of his time smacking Seidel around as well, which is when Matty Boy did a meteora to the outside. It's a bit like, this is Samoa Joe and Matt Seidel. You're like really experienced and you're like over. You don't need to be doing this stuff. Samoa is also the absolute best because when he went back to just stumping Matt Seidel, he was talking all this trash. And I tell you, if we are going to go back to the Samoa Joe CM Punk program, I am in. Plug. Of course, at one point, Matt went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, which is what you always do if you are the smaller man in a match. Although when that didn't work, and Samoa Dry tried to hit him with the bomb of power, he reversed that into the Harukarana, one-two kick out. Joe was just done at this point. I think he wanted to go home and play Nintendo, so he smashed it with the muscle buster and got the one-two-three. And I think that is 12 defenses now for the ROH TV champion. And what I'm going to guess is going to happen is we get to the pay-per-view and finally Mark Briscoe does it. That will make you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. Samoa Joe, it's always good. Matt Seidel is underrated. Up. When Nick Comoroto, my pal, was back on Ring of Honor, I think he's found a new home. I also assume that we're about to light a fire under his ass because he was taking on the debutante known as Dimas or Demos or something like that. I was like, well, I'm sure Nick was going to kick his ass. But they got in the wrong. And I looked at this Demos Dimos and I was like, holy crap, he's massive. Because seriously, he was so damn tall, I had to look up, which is not true at all, because that way I wouldn't have been looking at the screen. But this was essentially two big men slapping man me. And when Dimos Demos gave Nick a big old slam, 
I was like, hey ho, here we go. Eventually, Nikki did slam him into still steps, because that's what you do do. And admittedly, at times, this was a little bit loosey-goosey. But sometimes, all I need in my life is two big balls clashing into each other. And again, that's a strange thing to say, but we've established this. I'm a really strange guy. Eventually, Daimos started hitting all these clotheslines as well. Although that didn't work, because Nick was just like, man, I can't be bothered with this. He hit an Alabama slam, which again looked very impressive, given the size here, and he got the one, two, three. So what I think we should do is we should continue to build up Comorato, because he was pretty good a couple of years ago. He just needs to get the reps in, giving it up. And then the varsity athletes totally dissed Dasher, because she was in the back saying, ah, oh, let's have a chat. When Mark Sterling said, nope, we've got time booked for later in the ring, so we're going to do it there instead. How mean. Before that, though, we had even more big men slapping man meat, or at least kinda, because here came the Iron Savages. Now, they were also joined by Jacked Jameson, and he has been with them before. Somehow, my brain is forgotten. He came to the ring just shouting about how jacked he is, so it took me about 3.2 seconds to fall in love with him. They were also taking on Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams, and honestly, everybody in this deserves a round of applause, because I was stupid nerd guy going, oh, obviously the Iron Savages, the former Bears, are going to wreck these fools, but they didn't. Some of the things the opponents came up with, it was fantastic. I mean, it didn't go well to start with because Rhett and Tracy tried to dodge these guys, but eventually found that they were both in the press slam position when they got thrown to the mat. This was stage one of me going, I tell you, they're going to get killed. But once again, I was wrong. Because all of a sudden, Rhett hit a belly to belly on one of these guys, which was super impressive. And then when they were about to be choke slammed, they came together and said, no, instead, we're going to pick you up, you giant iron savage, and chuck you to the mat. This totally got me. I actually thought they were going to win. So I really did start to buy into it and the hope was there when the Iron Savages actually did this. They took one guy, put him in the shoulder pile driver position and as the other guy was on the floor, they did the move into him, which means the person down below also got sat on. They then also did that dumb thing when one gets on the other one's shoulders and they both come down one, two, three. These Iron Savages are pretty damn good. And this match was an unexpected treat. One of the reasons I like Ring of Honor, because you just never know. Up. The workhorse men were then backstage, and they were very upset that FTR had been on the show recently, because who the hell invited them? And I was like, well, I'm going to assume it was Tony Khan. They know that Cash and Dax aren't here this evening, though, so they called out best friend Mark Briscoe instead. So yeah. I'll do that match later. Before that, though, Diamante was back on ROH. This was kind of interesting because she was taking on Teal Piper and Teal had come out with Dimas Damus in the first match. So now Dimas Damus was back with her too. I was like, man, they get booked. Diamante wasn't pleased at all, so she started trying to break some necks with a neck breaker. When Teal hit a suplex and went for the pin. I was like, I massively respect that. You actually thought you could win with a suplex. Piper also hit a side slam for another near fall, but quite clearly Diamante watches WWE because she basically hit the crossroads before she applied the straitjacket submission and Piper had to tap out. But I tell you this, if you have been watching Ring of Honor, and I presume you have, even if it's via me, Diamante is getting a lot of wins. That's got to mean something. This was fine. Up. This is when the varsity athletes were here and they did have things to say. I was really pleased that Ring of Honor did this. Because to start with, Tony Nese went proper wrestling promo one-on-one and was like, man, you don't respect me and I don't respect you. That's because you're all fat pigs and therefore we're all going to do some exercises. And these absolute goofballs actually started to stretch and do press-ups. I was like, yep, 
Give me it. So Pentaco didn't feel the same, so he marched out for his match. So I was like, well, we think it's a Pentaco, but is it a Pentaco? You just never know. The crowd also chanted, we eat hot dogs during this, so it was just goofy wrestling for life. And look, you already know the deal here. Tony hit him with the double knees, which is a very impressive move. He got the one, two, three. I do quite like the way that all of these people are used on ROH. Just bring a little entertainment to proceedings. I like that Mark Sterling too. Up. And then we actually did more of this because we were in the back and we were told we were going to have a promo with Kira Hogan when Athena walked in dressed up like her arch nemesis. It's quite funny. She looked so dumb intentionally so. This is when Hogan walked in, just punched her right in the face because you would do this. And do not forget, Athena is the MVP of Ring at the moment and this feud has actually got pretty damn good. And talking about people that are doing very well on Ring of Honor at the moment, Miranda Alize was then back. And she got another victory too. She defeated the notorious Mimi here, who I think has been on before, but I'm not so sure. I'm just going to double down on what I always say. This is why I get a warm and fuzzy feeling in my tum-tum, because I want to be introduced to brand new talent. I mean, there's so much wrestling on TV, you may as well do it somewhere. I mean, Mimi was able to get a TKO for a kind of near fall, but I didn't really buy into it. When Elisa was like, nah, I ain't having it. She hit a cutter, she hit the drive-by knee thingamajig, and she got the one, two, three. But this is another one like Diamante. I think you need to keep your monocle and keep an eye on it because something is happening here. Giving it up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WhatCulture. When Dalton Castle and the boys were on my TV, so I was just full of joy. But they were facing the Righteous and Stu Grayson, so I was very worried, especially for Brent Boy, or Boy Brent. I don't know what he was trying to achieve here, but he totally failed. Brandon then tagged him, but he basically got cross-bodied by Grayson, so I was like, somebody needs to slap Dalton Castle's hand. And eventually we did this, and he just suplexed everybody... Why is it this guy on Dynamite? When he went so crazy with this, I thought Brock Lesnar was going to come out and say, oh, you're stealing my moves, which obviously wouldn't have been true. When for some reason, he tagged back in Brendan. I was like, what are you doing? That guy's HP is definitely still at zero. Dolan was then taken out of this because he was thrown into Simba the Steel Steps when the Righteous and Grayson got Brandon and they did this triple flip powerbomb thing. And when he was in the air, he just went, oh... <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Again, can we please put these people on Wednesday nights? I think they're so damn entertaining, even though they lost here. But just for the, oh, alone, give it a nap. It also makes sense to give these guys a win. Otherwise, why make them a unit to begin with? When we cut to the back and the Dark Order are all like, man, well, this sucks. Stu Grayson stabbed us in the back. Although Johnny Hungy was making Batman references, he was all like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. They're also sick and tired of people running away from the group when Evil Uno was all like, listen, would they bleed for you? I guess we're going to find out. Which means if you're in the Dark Order, they will bleed for you. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Which is when Athena was doing her thing again. Just wonderful. It was even better because she was taking on Trisha Dora in a proving ground match, which means if Trish could do it or even survive the time limit, she would get a title shot. Now, I never really believed that was going to happen because, again, Athena is literally in a feud with Kira Hogan, but I still think this was a damn good match. Nigel McGuinness also tied into this as well on commentary because he was like, look, I've watched Athena's recent performances, and if I was Trisha Dora, I would just run away for 10 minutes because that's probably the only way she's going to win. It was kind of right. Tris actually proved this wrong for a little while, though, because she out-wrestled Athena. But you don't do that, because the women's champ then grabbed her and threw her into Simba the Still Steps. Nuts. That was the opening to work over Adora's knee, when Trish decided, well, I would like to walk tomorrow. She started to bust out all the German suplexes. And yeah, even though she got some near falls, it was hard to believe that she was actually going to win. So when they did get back to their feet, Athena hit a kick that was super. She finished with the O face and she got the one, two, three. Then she pretended she was going to do the code of honor. I don't know why Trish believed this. Because, of course, da, 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 Athena kicked her ass. That's when Kira Hogan came out with a trash can lid. I was like, that's not a normal thing to do. She got the better of a big old brawl. But when she set a table up in the corner, Athena just speared her through it. I was like, I'm sorry, Hogan. You just failed. But as I've already pointed out, this feud is working so damn well. And I actually thought they were going to do it at a pay-per-view. But as you're about to find out... That's not true at all. Up. When the star of the show came to fruition, it was Anthony Henry versus Mark Briscoe. Now I tell you, we probably do need to start giving the likes of Henry a win at some point, just so when you do sit there, you're like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. But on the other hand, this is Mark Briscoe. And if somebody walked in here right now and said, Simon, do you think Briscoe should win every single match to the end of time? I would say yes. It was proper hard hitting too, and they both went back and forth to the point I was like, wait a minute. Do they owe each other money? As I've told you before, if they do owe each other money, that kind of cancels it all out. So really, they should just be friends. They decided not to do this, though, and eventually Mark Briscoe was able to hit the J-Driller for the 1-2-3. And once again, this did make sense, because he's got that big, insane multi-person tag match on Rampage. I don't care, man. I'm super excited for it. Goofy wrestling for life. Stop 
trying to take it away from me. Up. Tony Khan was then in the back and he was talking about the brand new ROH directors when he introduced Stokely Hathaway. And all I want to tell you about Stokely is that he could stand there and just make facial expressions and it would be hilarious. This guy is great. We also found out that Jerry Lynn is going to be a judge in the upcoming ROH Pure Rules match. When Stokely was like, tying into what I just told you, I've got an idea for next week. Why don't we do Athena versus Kira Hogan in a street fight? And TK was like, yes. So I would say out of all the wrestling shows on TV, this is the perfect one to have co-GMs. Because again, this lasted all of two minutes, but it made me feel happy. And given that we just had talked about that Pure Rules match, it was time for Daniel Garcia versus the DKC. And they had a pretty damn good wrestling match. We also put Matt Menard on commentary, and we need to keep doing that because that guy is also so funny. And Garcia got really mad here because the crowd kept chanting, you're a wrestler, when he wants to be a sports entertainer, even though deep down in his tum-tum, he agrees with them, and he wants to be a grappler. I mean, we literally did a video on this. They probably got into it as well when Danny Boy did apply the STF, meaning the DKC had to get to the ropes and use it. So that was rope break number one. Really enjoy these rules. This is when Garcia started to act like he was Shibata when he changed his mind and did his dance instead. And this is why that guy is going to go far because he totally gets it. It didn't work at all because DKC then cannonballed his ass and applied the rings of Sang, meaning Danny Garcia then had to use one of his rope breaks. Which is when he flipped the switch because he grabbed this man's hair. I was like, well, that works for me because you couldn't do it. He also used the walls of Jericho so he's not leaving the JS anytime soon. Especially because right after this, he also hit a code breaker. Oodalali. DKC was also out on his feet at this point because he had been hit with all of Chris Jericho's moves, which is when Danny decided, well, I'm going to finish you with a maneuver on my own. He applied the Dragon Slayer, and of course, he got the tap out victory. And what did he do straight away? He sat in the Shibata position. So we are definitely doing this at Forbidden Door. Imagine I told you that even a year ago, too, you would have spat in my face, which would have been well over the top, but also I would have understood. I'm giving it up. The Mughal Embassy were then backstage and they were just so damn happy because they are so damn great. When here came Sky Blue, what a week she's having. As she was taken on Viva Van and once again, this is one of those situations where you're like, clearly AEW in Ring of Honor is pushing Sky Blue. She just had that amazing match with Tony Storm where she didn't win. She ain't gonna lose again here and she didn't. What I like about this Sky Blue, well, there's a lot to like about her, she's very good, is that she keep changing up her finishes. When she's on Ring of Honor, she uses Skyfall and when she's on AEW, she uses the Code Blue. But here she did want to go with James Bond and she got the one, two, three. And listen to the crowd, my friends. They are getting into this person, which means something is clicking. Shouldn't do it. Up. Which is when we did get to our main event. It was back to the man meat slapping. Because it was indeed the embassy defending their six-man titles. This, of course, was against AR Fox, Action Andretti, and Darius Martin. And this worked so damn well. Because, of course, on one side of the ring you had power. On the other side of the ring you had speed. And when power and speed comes together... Everybody has a good time. Given what we had done during the build-up as well, I truly believe that maybe, just maybe, we could see a championship change. <laughs> Although that was negated straight away. Because AR Fox was like, yeah, I'm going to go 100 miles per hour when Brian Cage caught him and basically killed him. Martin then tagged in as he hurricane rounded Brian out the way. But that's when Khan got in there and he was just hitting these shoulder tackles. Once again, I was like, man, we're going to have to arrange a funeral. Action then got the slap and he thought he'd be able to do better here. 
but he was not successful because he got thrown into Rita the Ring post and I was like, well, that's it, you're screwed. Instead, though, Andretti, after getting beaten up for a while, actually came back with the Canadian Destroyer when he tagged in AR Fox, who had a terrific idea. Because he just took on all of these three before he summoned his partners and they all did triple dives. I was like, that's the way, baby. 2023 wrestling. Left Brian all alone, which kind of sounds like my brand new children's novel, where they essentially hit a triple cutter. And I tell you, this was a great near fall. It was broken up at the last second. I actually thought they were going to do it. They then did it again because AR Fox hit a 450 when Action and Dre followed that up with another springboard 450 and that too was broken up at the last second. Awesome, man. This is a terrific match. I don't know which way it's going to go. The real issue as ever though is that Andre can't help himself when he pogoes around the place, which is when Cage caught him. He gave him the Weapon X, which is a proper devastating move, although not as devastating as the surprise roll-up, and they got the 1-2-3. But this was sold a little bit like, I tell you, the embassy kind of got away with it by the skin of their teeth. So they did a great job, as did their challengers, and I think this is a great way to draw a line under ROH ups and downs. It was a top, top main event. You should go and watch it. Up. So, of course, as you can see, this episode of Ring of Honor is going to get an up, and I know it's just match, 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 but nobody ever drops the ball. They go out there and they give you a good time. So I shall give them a salute. Thank you for entertaining me. Of course, I'll still be watching in my own personal time, because I must watch all the wrestling, otherwise I die. Thank you very much. Also, please do click the video on the screen, which will be the Dynamite Ups and Downs, so you can check out my thoughts on AEW. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Whatculture.com for all your wrestling news. Simon Miller 316 and What Culture WWE if you want to say hey on social media. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you as always for supporting the ups and downs. The carnage will never stop, even though we are having a shift to rule. I will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.